Systematic Bundling of Procedures and the New Utah Dental Law. All of you outside of Utah, in other states that listen to my podcast, welcome. You need to listen to this carefully and see what we did here and get your associations. You call them just like uh, one of our clients up in Idaho is heavily leaning on their uh, state association and now they're moving. All of you need to listen to this who are not in the state of Utah and get your dental associations off their butts. Get that executive contacting Tracy here at My Practice, My Business. Uh, The Utah Dental Association, they've been working very closely with us in the implementation of this. We're grateful so much in this podcast to listen to and learn, and we begin it right there. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. So as of late, uh, Tracy and I have been working, uh, contacting other state associations, and the Utah Dental Association has also been helping us contact other state associations to help them implement our law, and please look it up, Utah House Bill 359, the new Utah Dental Law. That's all you need to do is punch that in uh, into your Google search, and it'll pull it up, and you can read exactly the end of the... The end of the bill, the last 20 lines are the power play lines uh, of what this bill did for all of us practicing in the state of Utah. I am blown away, and I I can't even, I'm trying to be kind about this, and I don't know if I have that filter. But as we have talked to other state associations, they they are pursuing things that that just do not increase net profit margins in in our practices. They're pursuing things that the mothership, the ADA, is getting them to pursue. And yet this is the most powerful uh, law that's ever been passed in any, any state in the United States. This is really, this law has, has absolutely helped out dentists and the patients they serve. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to read the article that Tracy uh, it has coming up in the UDA Action uh, magazine, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, I wish Tracy were here. I start these uh, podcasts working on them early Saturday morning, and unfortunately, uh, my sweetheart is uh, she's gone to school. <laughs> she's she's down at uh, she's at BYU. She's in the MBA program there, uh, completing another degree. Whatever, super smart though, smarter than me. Uh, it's always a competition in our home. I don't know what it's like in your home, folks, but. It's a competition. <laughs> anyway, she's a lot smarter than I am on all this stuff. So I wish you were here, but at least I can hold my own with what I'm going to teach you guys. So Utah was the first state to pass a law restricting bundling of procedures by dental insurance companies, what we call third-party payers, which was a huge win for Utah dentists and the patients that they serve. Front office team members know all too well how bundling affects the financial stability and patient relationships of any dental practice. And bundling of dental procedures is defined by the ADA as follows, quote, claims bundling is the systematic combining of distinct dental procedures by third-party payers, 
that's dental insurance companies, that results in a reduced benefit for the patient beneficiary, end of quote. But the ADA goes on to say, quote, the ADA considers bundling of procedures to be potentially fraudulent, end of quote. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just like down, if we upcode procedures, that was another part of the law that we, that we won on uh, uh, downcoding. Uh, if we upcode, that's a felony, yet insurance companies can downcode, that's not a felony. Do you see how far all of you and me, not so much me, but all of us have allowed the insurance companies to, to dictate how we run businesses, even if it's not ethical, even if it's potentially fraudulent? I'm just like dying inside right now. <clears throat> I get so worked up on this stuff, it just drives me insane. Absolutely. And you know what? We've all done it. We are to blame because we've allowed them to do this and we haven't pushed our, our associations hard enough. You know, all these association presidents and president-elects and all these people that are in there, they are so afraid to push back against the insurance companies. And that's why, that's why our association is grateful uh, to work with us and we're grateful to work with them because we can do things that politically might not be uh, the best thing for the association to do. So that's why all of you need to get involved to help out your associations because they have to work within certain confines, so to speak, unless you have an executive that's not afraid to push back. And that's what you need. You need executives that are, that are aggressive in today's world because if not, this woke culture is going to walk all over us. Yes, there I said it. What's happening in dentistry they are trying to push progressive socialism down our throats and for us to do free dentistry. So as I continue with uh, Tracy's uh, article and reading and paraphrasing as I go along, nothing could lack transparency more than a dentist performing two or three distinct CDT-coded procedures that actually define what was performed on the patient only to have an EOB, the Estimation of Benefits form, for you dentists that don't know what your front offices are doing, <laughs> only to have that EOB or the insurance companies redefine, redefine those services into something completely different or worse, imply that the dental office billed incorrectly, leaving that patient wondering what actually was completed in their mouth or worse, if their dental services were needed at all due to misleading verbiage on the above EOB information. You see, when you do a when you, when you do procedures, like if you do four bite wings in a panoramic film, and they, they redefine it to a full mouth series, is that what you did? No, you didn't do that. Nothing could be more unethical and, in my mind, fraudulent than an insurance company changing that and then stating that on the EOB. Well, our, our law uh, gets them to stop doing that crap. The new Utah law, the House Bill 359, took a major step in the right direction, protecting dentists and their patients from the above frequently experienced scenarios and more. And however, in this article, uh, Tracy focused on bundling only because it actually, uh, with the, only the, that component with the new Utah law, because House Bill 359 covers downcoding, bundling, non-billable, non-payable, and verbiage on EOBs and and um, network leasing companies who pimp us out for lower reimbursement rates. There, I said it again. Oh, I'm so not politically correct today. 
Today's the day. House Bill 359 states an insurer may not maintain a dental plan that uses bundling bundling in a manner where a procedure code is labeled as non-billable to a patient unless, under generally accepted practice standards, the procedure code is for a procedure that may be provided in conjunction with another procedure, end of quote. That's House Bill 359. That's, that's the bundling component of our law. So in dental insurance companies, they can still bundle, but they cannot force you to write off separate services. Examples would be, and this is the one that's driving everybody nuts across the nation, bundling buildups with crowns. Yeah. And especially some of these insurance companies that have these restrictions on what they consider payable as a buildup. Oh, oh, you're not the you're not the licensed dentist. You're not the doctor. You're not the one that took all the studies and and blood, sweat, and tears in dental school to learn how to do this. No, no, they're expert expert dentists on their panel that are feeding off of their uh, getting their paychecks from them and feeding off of their uh, pressurization of of doing uh, things in a, in a manner that, that the dentists that are on their boards would rather not see. And that, uh, oh, it's a whole nother story we won't even go off to. But uh, that's, yeah, they're, they're trying to make that statement. They're trying to tell us how to practice dentistry. I don't think so. If you have CAD cam, gingivectomies and crown lengthening can be done in the same day. My gosh, with lasers and, and, and hemostatic agents and, and all kinds of things we have abilities to do, we can do those in the same appointment. And you know how they try to get us to bundle that, and, and we can't charge. How about diagnostics and treatment procedures with limited exams? Oh, my gosh, I see this all the time. They said, You'll, you might do a limited exam and, and a couple x-rays, an oral facial image, and, and pulp vitality test, and, and uh, palli- palliative treatment, but they won't pay for all those. In fact, they tell you that you have to bundle them, and you can't even charge a patient. Don't even get me started. Uh, and, of course, bundling bite wings and panoramic x-rays and full mouth series. Are there others? Yes, there are. But uh, this is a good start for you to be aware of that they can no longer do in the state of Utah. If a third-party payer becomes non-compliant with our new Utah law and has verbiage on the EOB that's misleading, and they insist you follow their bundling guidelines, you need to consider and not even consider you need. It's your moral obligation, Utahns, to file a complaint with the Utah State Insurance Commission. And that's what the commission is for, to hold insurance companies responsible for their, for their deceitful tactics. And do not be afraid to file that complaint. Many think that filing a complaint will, will get you removed from being a provider to their dental insurance company that you file against, but nothing could be further from the truth. They cannot kick you off the panel for firing, filing a complaint. That's discrimination. And believe me, I'll lead that charge with you, and we'll both retire off of what we'll get paid from them on. The more complaints filed just strengthens our position here in Utah. And all of you outside of Utah, you have no idea how many complaints you could file with your state insurance commissions. And when you win, oh, it costs them. The insurance companies, they're paying thousands of dollars every time they lose one. So having said that, many dental insurance companies understand our plight. They understand the new Utah law, and they've already made changes to their contracts that reflect our new Utah dental law. Isn't that wonderful that there's actually insurance companies out there that are willing to work with us so that we can be profitable just like they're profitable? What a concept. During the 
debates that Tracy and I had with the major insurance players as we fought for, for Utah dentists in this new law, I brought up the question, and if you remember, in that law, in House Bill 359, this law states that they cannot bundle in a manner where a procedure is labeled non-billable to the patient. And this was the key, unless under generally accepted practice standards. What in the crap does that mean? Under generally accepted practice standards. I brought up the question, who determines what generally accepted practice standards should be? And as they began to suggest it should be them, they actually did. <clears throat> well, like, I guess uh, my favorite, though, was the CEO of one of the companies goes, don't you guys, you guys have an association? Shouldn't it be you guys? And until then, I guess it could be us. And then all the other insurance companies, yeah, it should be us. We determine what generally accepted practice standards are. I said, I, 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 <laughs> as they began to suggest that they should do it, we, we clearly pointed out that it actually should be a licensed dentist in our state and no one else. In fact, Tracy quoted uh, uh, scripture and verse, uh, chapter and verse on it and said, uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is what it says right in the state of Utah that only a licensed uh, practitioner can determine that. So, and the debate ended, boom, right there again, we caught him. So at the bottom of this, uh, it, it's like uh, the bottom line is, is, is this. We have, for you, all of you in Utah, we have a, a, uh, a survey that you guys need to fill out. And if you don't have not filled it out, your office manager can't fill it out. Only you docs can fill it out. And it's, it's, uh, it's uh, for the generally accepted practice standards regarding targeted procedures by third-party payers. And, and it's like it, this survey uh, is giving us the strength in many of the things that they try to bundle. And when you take that survey... For heaven's sakes, drop your altruistic dental hat off and place your business hat on when you're answering the question so you don't play into the hands of third-party payers. Because the more we allow them to bundle, the more we allow that we write off procedures. Listen to what I'm saying. The more we write off procedures and the more we do free dentistry and the more that we don't charge for the, for the CDT codes that we do, we play into their hands. All right? Stop playing into their hands. Enough's enough. You need to stand your ground and charge fairly for the services that you provide. And if any of you in the other states, you've got to see our survey. You see, when we're battling these laws, we started way on the conservative side. They started way on the liberal side, and we met in the middle, and both of us, the insurance companies and and my practice, my business, the UDA, we were both unhappy. And when you reach that state of unhappiness on both sides, that's when you can bring a bill into a law. It just works. That's just politics. I don't know how else to say it other than that. But they took and said they thought they had us on unless generally accepted practice standards. And, and one of the things that was brought up was some offices are charging for irrigation on endo procedures because they're using chlorhexidine rinse and not sodium hypochlorite. You guys, the cost of goods between those two products, no, we couldn't defend you with the insurance companies on that. That's going overboard. It just is. Uh, But there is laser irrigation that I did defend all of you on and won, and that you can charge an additional fee as long as the patient understands it and they sign consent. Yep, we won that one for you. So... 
our new Utah law regulates plan, our, our, it, it regulates plans that are written here in Utah. Now, this is important for you to remember. If it's written here in Utah for Utah companies, for Utah employees, then our, our law works. If it's a federally run ERISA plan or a plan written for a company in a different state and the insured patient is with like some other insurance company in a different state, our Utah law does not apply to those patients. Hence the reason that it's important for every state to pass the law that we passed, and then you can be paid fairly. They can't bundle in any state. If every state in the nation had our same law, House Bill 359, all of us could back each other up, and they could not bundle procedures anymore. Isn't that interesting? So, again, with federally funded plans, uh, our law doesn't apply and having said that, the UDA, my practice, my business, our company, and other entities are working diligently. When I say other entities, I'm talking about lawmakers like our, our rep uh, from Utah. We're working diligently to make those entities follow state laws. Enough of the federal government stating that, that those people don't have to follow state law. If you're treated in my state, you're held. I'm held to my... Department of Occupational Professional Licensing, you as a patient on a federal plan or from another state should be held to the same standards in my state that I'm held to. And I can honestly say that there has never been a more important time to support our dental associations than now and get them working for you. The fight is on. We need everyone to support the battle that prevents third-party payers from coming between the doctor-patient relationship you need to get involved. Stop sitting on your hands, stop sitting back and griping and complaining about your state associations and what they're not doing for you when you, if you're a member of your association, you are a member, you are a voice. Get your study groups together. Um, Give us a call. We'll give you the verbiage and information to get on your state associations and get this passed. And the thing you need to understand, which I find really interesting, that a lot of dentists in other states don't understand, and especially even in our state, they had no idea that there is a ADPAC member, a an individual that represents your association political action committee. That's right. You have a member on in your association, or you should, that is involved in in lobbying and passing bills that protect, uh, protect you and I and protect our patients. So I want to be very clear on one major point. When dentists perform procedures that have codes and descriptions defined in the ADA CDT code book, or even worse, <laughs> have codes and descriptions and fees associated with them in their own dental insurance contracts, and they do not charge their patient for those legitimate services... They, you, are playing into the hands of those third-party payers to bundle, to control, or eliminate those codes from their contracts, from your contracts and CDT code books. For those of you who have been practicing since the late 1980s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For example, medical charges for such things as local anesthetic and palliative treatment. Need I say more? Are you charging for those things? Why aren't you? Why are you discriminated against from charging those things? 
Why aren't you? Have you been, we talk about treating to insurance companies. We shouldn't treat to insurance companies. We should treat to the patient's needs. And yet you guys, the insurance companies are causing you to be treated into their policies. And you don't even know it. You need to knock it off. Need I say more? Third-party payers continually look for frequency of procedures. That's right. Think about it. Frequency of procedures and ways to eliminate or not pay for them just because they need to increase their profit margins. And those frequency of procedures were the OSHA codes back in the 80s. They were acid etching bonding. They tried to eliminate local anesthetic right out of the CDT code book, but we fought them, okay? And they have attempted to uh, remove other things that are associated with limited exams and more recently, buildups. Those are things that have frequency. Those aren't things that are like clinical crown lengthening, which we don't do all that often. But when they see things with frequency, that's what they go after because they know if they can eliminate that code, if they can cause it to be non-billable, non-payable to the patient, and especially non-billable to them, non-billable to them, non-payable by the patient, then they, then they win. They win. Do you see the pattern? And when we eliminate their ability to bundle distinct dental procedures, as the ADA calls that potentially fraudulent, dentists and their teams can be paid more fairly for the services that we provide instead of doing free dentistry on insured patients. If you want to gripe and complain about the uh, PPO plans that you're signed up on, and then you got people out there say, well, just don't take them, don't take them. Well, you do that in Utah, you're going to go bankrupt. You do that in the state of Nevada, same problem. You do that in many states, you're going to not make it. Is there ways to be profitable besides this new law? Are there ways to be profitable? Yes, there are. That's going to be a podcast that we have coming up uh, talking about, uh, you know, it's like people want to battle insurances by eliminating them out of their practices. No, there's other ways. And our training is the biggest way. Nobody teaches and trains what we do. That's a fact. And that's unfortunate. And, because, and the reason why it is is because other individuals out there that teach you to eliminate, your insur- eliminate insurances, they think that's the only option. And all these other consultants out there, it's because they've never read a contract. They've never studied them, read them, had legal advice on them. They've never had uh, conversations with the insurance companies on value-added service so that you can be profitable. These are things that we do. This is what we specialize in here at My Practice, My Business. Well, I hope that, that the bundling and the new Utah law, I hope this gets some of you fired up in other states because honestly, people, if you do not get involved, you deserve every crappy thing you get. Get involved. Help your association. Join your association. Some of you are not members of the ADA and your state association. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah, I've got a I've got, oh, I've got a whole laundry list of things that I could share with you of reasons why I shouldn't even be a member of those associations. But you know what? Not everybody's perfect. None of us are perfect. But they try hard. And the more we get involved with them and the more we push them. And if you can take our state law, House Bill 359, and you take it to your association executive, and you take it to the board and you say, why aren't we doing this? Utah is the first state to actually pass something to prevent insurance companies from telling offices to write off procedures 
through bundling practices. And why aren't we collectively in this nation pushing the American Dental Association to get a federally passed law that, that blocks ERISA and federal plans from causing us to do free dentistry? If we're not involved, it's our fault. Evil people rule, and I do call them evil. Evil people rule when good people do nothing. No greater words were ever spoken. We need to stand up and defend our profession, and we can do that more effectively together than we can individually. But I will say this. If you don't tackle it individually, you will never reach collectively. Thanks for listening, and have a fantastic day. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans, three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending, and four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.